What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Set and Forget podcast. You guys know I've literally been doing the different scenarios. I'm like, you know what? Let me get somebody that's different. Not only in like just the industry, but we got the boy here, billionaire. Shout out to you for billionaire for pulling up. What's going on, man? Appreciate the invite. Rock the shirt. Show that a little bit. Yo, um, so what's so? Why'd you go with the name billionaire? Right, like, like, like I asked you that. I just found out your name right now was Jose. I don't even know what your name was because like everybody calls you. No one calls me Jose. Why? Because everyone just sees my brand, bro, and they just call me Billy. Either Billy? Billy or billionaire. So why'd you put billionaire? Because like, I mean, bro, I mean, you know, Billy's like, that's like a stretch. You get me? Like being a billionaire is, is, is something crazy. Is it because, and I was asking you this earlier, like you put that because of your net worth or because like you, like you aspire to make the Billy or like what's, what's the deal with that? Honestly, I, I, I came up with that name, man, because I like to speak things into existence. Okay. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, bro. There's a lot of young dudes, man, that are just touching millionaires. So I feel like the next step is just billionaire, bro. Like it's so like possible. There's a, there's a lot of bi- they, there's trillionaires now. You feel yeah, me? No, so it's like crazy. so like being a billionaire is like the new millionaire. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah, I feel like everybody's so, a millionaire now. And plus, it just sounds cool, bro. No, you it's feel me? super like catchy. The first time I heard about you was um, I think it was I think it was just through Instagram before you like kind of blew up. Now you've kind of blown up now in the last couple of months, or at least to to my knowledge, right? How long have you been uh, like cutting hair for? I'll be cutting hair like 15 years, bro. 15 years? Yeah. How old are you? I'm 33. Sheesh, this guy's old, bro. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Forever young. Forever, Forever young. young. So 15 years. And then how long ago did you get the van? Because I've been seeing other guys trying to do the same thing as you. But I don't feel like anybody's replicated what you got in there. Like, that place is chill in there. Like, you go in there, you yeah, don't, you're really not trying to leave. <laughs> you're trying to get a cut and just chill. I've never actually gotten a cut by you, actually. You will, though. Yeah. I, I've never cheated on my barber, though. You will though I will? Yeah You know he's watching Everyone cheats Everyone But me cheats. I don't cheat <laughs> It's like <laughs> <laughs> I mean how do you feel When people cheat on you Like has anybody ever cheated on you Yes How does that feel Um, Before Before man You know any barber Could tell you this bro Like it sucks You feel me Cause yeah. like, fuck. You feel me Yeah But um, Now man I'm at a level bro Thank god that yeah. You know I, I just I feel like there's enough food For everyone now so it doesn't matter, you know. One leaves, three more come in. You feel me? That's just how, that's just how it works. And then what what kind of sets you aside other than obviously the van? Like, are you fast? Because I, I mean, my barber person he probably takes like forty five minutes to an hour. Comes to my crib, cuts me up, takes his time. Like, are you quick or you just take your time? It all depends how good of a conversation we're having. Yeah, because I've heard people that they have like ten ten like ten minute cuts like done for no done. never never right never like if you ask ask me that I'll probably tell you just leave yeah. You feel me? Because you're not going to get a 10-minute cut from me. Yeah, I like to talk, have a good conversation, make you laugh a little bit. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, you are, you, you are a funny dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how'd you, like, because getting, getting in contact with, like, high network people, well, I'm very grateful. First of all, shout out to Raul, Dr. G, for letting us, you know, kind of come out here. Thank use, you, thank uh, you, Dr. Yeah, G and Raul. Chairs, Appreciate you. They're high net worth individual, right? And then since I started surrounding myself with them, like, I've 10x'd ridiculously. Like, you can look back on just my Instagram or anything. Like, a year ago, I didn't even have a quarter of the things that I have now. How did you get in contact or how did you manage to network with Steve69? Who was your, the, you know, famous guy you say that he was your first celebrity cut? Um, Jason Derulo was actually the first celebrity that I ever cut. So, I've cut Jason, um, Moneybag Yo, Roddy Rich, um, a bunch of mainly like the Latin industry. Yeah, you have like a full signature in your van. Yeah, in you the truck. Like, you have like a whole. Sign. We'll, we'll get some some footage of yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get we'll get some B roll in there of that. But like, how how'd you get in contact? Like, you reach out to them, they reach out to you. Does, does somebody like slide you the number? Like, how does that? 
Bro, honestly, it's it was in the beginning. It's all luck. You feel me? I was lucky enough to be friends with Faruko's manager because mm-hmm. he used to be a barber as well. Oh shit! So that's crazy. Thanks to him, you know, he opened that little doorway for me. I, cutting him up, I cut up Faruko. I cut up the other artists that were signed to the label, mm-hmm. and that got me like a little clout, you know. And then he recommended me to other artists, and it's just like a big stoneball effect. How long ago did that start? <sighs> that started about f- four years ago. Oh wow! Four to five years ago. So you you've been cutting up for fifteen years, and then you didn't kind of like really hit that like growth publicly or at least celebrity wise after like ten years. Correct. Wow. It's a grind. Wow. Yes. Talk about not giving up, bro. It's a grind for sure. Wow. And then how does it how does it feel now? Like, do you feel like like are you happy? Like, are you, I don't want to say comfortable. I hate feeling comfortable. The Richard. I bought the Richard because I, I told you about it, right? So right. shout out to to uh, Billionaire because I was like, bro, I'm trying to hit a timepiece. Maybe me and Ro are looking to buy like, you know, like a watch, kind of like park some cash or whatever. He's like, bro, I got you. We'll pull up tomorrow. And I was not going to buy the watch. Like, that was not my plan. No? No. I really wasn't trying to buy the what? watch. What? I was, I was going to go and I was going to entertain it. You got me? I was going to be like, all right, if I get a good deal, I look at it. Nah, man, you can't win those shop, bro. Yeah, I know, I know. Come but on, bro. But then I was there and then I'm like, you know what? They gave me the good price. Like, the service they had was great bro immaculate like, bro they made me feel like i've known these guys forever yo if there's if there's anything i love about timepiece bro besides the prices is the education that they give yeah sean sean's dope bro you feel me like sean was telling me because I, I like doing my research before i buy things mm-hmm. and like he was telling me things where i didn't even find research on you get me like right. i was getting more educated there and it's not like he was just trying to sell me on anything he wasn't pushy at all like I just decided, and then he did the whole flip coin. As soon as we flipped the coin, I'm like, "Yeah, that's just dope, it, man." It's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> like, as soon as he did that, um, I, actually, I actually got Sean coming in in a few. Oh yeah, yeah, he's gonna show oh, some fire. pieces and stuff. You I'm know? Not buying another watch. Well, you never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. He sells me on another watch. <laughs> um, but yeah, but but to that point, like when I bought the watch, I was probably like two days that I was just like, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but that, that's probably like my third time doing a big purchase like that you get me my mm-hmm. other big purchase was my mclaren and then the rolls royce but, but you never come out the full six figures one go you get me i'll probably put down like 70 80k or whatever mm-hmm. and i had just bought the rolls like a month ago so congrats yeah appreciate it so coming out like that one time big check like that like a month later for me it kind of put me in a position where like i was i don't want to say uncomfortable but it, it put it kind of to me it set me back at step like uh, a step zero where uh-huh. i have to start grinding again back like if i had no money you get me correct so that's something that i heard steve say on another podcast like that's why this is why he gives away all this money he gives away all this stuff because once you start like that money leaving your bank account and giving stuff away it forces you to work harder to make more i forgot it's like you spend more to make more or something like that yes i, I have a i have a friend he's a big entrepreneur you know he motivates and one of his lines i always make fun of him and every time i see him you know like i'm like yo give 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 receive 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 he's always saying that shout out to zane 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 what what does he do like entrepreneur he owns a so a big solar power company he's like like third or he's like third biggest company in in the u.s right now i mean i like i don't know ever since the watch i've just like everything has gotten like i've I've just been like every opportunity that I find, I try to capitalize off of it. You get me? Because I got to work back to make it back. And now I'm really looking to what I buy next. You of get course, me? you're putting fire on your ass. Exactly. Man. I feel like that's what it does. For sure. And like I've heard that from multiple people. And now that I'm experienced, I'm like interesting. You get me? It's just like it's an interesting thing. Um, what has been like one of the one of the crazier stories? Like has anybody ever ran off on you? Like you cut somebody up? Like yo, I'll be back, and they just they just book it. 
Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got somebody run off? No one has ran off on me, man. But I do got a story for you, man. Whoa, whoa, what do you got? Bro. So this was this was last week. Oh, shit. So this is recent. All right. This is recent. All right. And it so happened to be a celebrity. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, so to make the long story short, I went to Booby Trap. Okay. He was doing a music video there. The route or the river? The river. He was doing a music video there I got there They needed him quick on set So whatever He was like Just lighten up my mustache Cool He jumped in the truck He was like Oh shit This is dope bro I guess it was the first time He saw that. He saw a mobile barbershop Okay yeah So I lined up his mustache And then he was like Shit um, I'm gonna do my scene And um, once I finish that scene And let the other artists jump in You know We'll come back And, do, and you can give me a haircut I was like cool Wait wait So you lined them up and then a haircut? Yeah, I, I lined up his mustache because he had to go on set really quick. Okay. But he told me as soon as he finishes the haircut, I mean, as soon as, soon as he finishes the, the set, he's going to get a haircut. The set, he wants to come back in the truck okay. and get the haircut while okay. the other artist is filming his part. Okay. Perfect. So I waited for him. He finished the set. And then he's like, give me a minute. That minute turned into like almost two hours. Oh, shit. All right. So I'm like, shit, it's my, it's my son's birthday. I have to get out of here. So I looked at his manager. I'm like, yo, can can you ask him if he's going to get a haircut or not? And then he was like, oh, nah, he said he's good. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, can I get con- like, can I, can I get compensated for my time? Yeah, yeah, of course. So basically, bro, it just became a mission. Like, they weren't trying to pay. At all. It was only 150 bro. Yeah. I wasn't even, like, charging. I wasn't being a dick because one thing about me, man, like, no matter how much you're worth, I'm not going to... Upcharge you I'm yeah. not gonna upcharge you bro You feel me I like to treat it's, everyone fair Yeah it's the same head The same haircut it's Correct same, Yeah, You know And that's That's what Like kept me Kept me successful In my lane In that lane Cause I never You know Yeah I feel like people Take advantage when they Like see Like I mean bro Sean was telling us They charged Steve 90k For a Cartier Bust down That's crazy That's insane It's ridiculous I paid 25 Paid ninety, so I gotta take advantage. So you don't, we don't, you don't take advantage. That's probably why they keep coming back and you keep getting more. So what this guy pay you or no? Yes, but he still owes me fifty bucks out of that one. He paid you hundred bucks. Yes, <laughs> just to get me the fuck out of there. That's fucked. And then in those two hours, you could have made so much more because you're not fucking. Just... I canceled appointments for that. Wow. You feel me? What do you do? You tell people to meet up with you, or you pull up on everybody. You kind of have like a meetup spot, or it depends. I do it all. You know, I either go to you. Um, some people are like on the go, so they're like, "Yo, let's meet up at a at a meeting point." Mm-hmm. You know, it just all depends. You gotta tell everybody to meet there, so it's like convenient for everybody. Um, and then, how long have you had the van? I started mid like the third month of the pandemic. And before you were at a regular barbershop? Yes, my whole life. And why'd you go to the van? Like, what gave you that? Like, like because it's it's original, bro. Super original. Well, the van I had cooking up in my mind like ten years already. Oh shit! But it didn't make sense. Yeah. To mm-hmm. me, you know, because I'm an old school barber. You know, I started in the barbershop, but the barbershop just is everything. You feel me? It's mm-hmm. it's the culture. Yeah. You feel me? But um, I started noticing that people, like, they just didn't have time anymore. Yeah. Like, that's when appointments became a thing. Through an app. Through an app. Booksy. I use, you feel I use me? Booksy sometimes. Or, or just a, a phone call. But, you know, people started doing appointments. So I started noticing, like, people don't want to come inside the barbershop and, and ask the barber, like, yo, how many you got? I got five. All right, cool. I'm going to sit down and wait. Mm-hmm. That died out, mm-hmm. you know? So, and plus I was already doing house calls. 
not many, just a couple here and there, you feel me? And um, I just got tired of uh, of packing up my stuff and going to the house. Yeah, and da, da, da. Mission, you know, I got, yeah. I got a little tired of that. So then that's when this idea came up, you know. But like I said, it still wasn't, it was just an idea, mm-hmm. you know. Um, pandemic came. And it just made sense. They closed the barbershop on me. Nice. They put a fire on my ass. Yeah. You know, I just bought a house. I have a wife. I have two kids. Mm-hmm. So you got to figure I shit out. I felt that pressure. Yeah, you got to figure shit out. So that's when this makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Because then I, I remember during the pandemic, my, I mean, that's when I started doing my house calls, coming to my house because you couldn't cut at the barbershop. Like, because the people would come and they would give you a ticket or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 shut, they shut it down for sure. And somebody made this custom for you or you made it? My dad did this for me. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Shout out to Pops, yeah, 73 year old man. Shit, for real? Yeah. You're, where are you from? I'm um, half Colombian, half Mexican. But my stepdad is um, Cuban. Cuban. Fire. You got the Cuban in it. Yeah. yeah. The Cubans out here, I mean, majority of Miami are, are Cubans. So who, who would you say would be one of be like, like your top celebrities that you've cut up? And then what do you, like, do you strive to, like, not only cut up celebrities or are you, like, in reach of anybody? Or do you want to cut up crazier celebrities? What's, what's your what's your goal? Because, I mean, your, bro, your network has been going crazy. Like, yeah, like ridiculous. Um, so I would definitely have to say Steve is the one that's, like... Steve's the goat, bro. That's, like, taking me to, to another level. Yeah. You feel me? Steve is... Shout out Steve LLC, yeah. bro. Yeah. Thanks it's, to him. Yeah, Steve will do it, yeah. But at the same time, a lot of people hate him. Why? But... No, not I'm like the next person I'm about to shout out. Oh, I know. A lot of people hate him, yeah, yeah. but you know, six nine. Thanks to six nine, I met Steve. Uh-huh. You feel me? So, shout out six. What, 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 what happened with the whole little shit show? They, I mean, you know what happened, or do you know like? I mean, I, I know the basics, like the little drama or something that. I mean, basically, what everyone knows that's that's just that's that's that's, that's just what it is. You yeah. feel me? It, you know, it was just a fucked up situation. Mm-hmm. That six nine tried to like put a hoodie or something, or or like a jacket. Behind this little yes, yes, they put a a, a King Von jacket behind the fake the fake Dirk Gill. Yeah, they look the, like twins, bro. They look identical, <laughs> identical, to me, bro. With the same eyes, same like curly hair for sure. But um, but yeah, you know, and you know, six nine is just the type to just do anything for clout, bro. You know, and I guess he just wasn't thinking at that moment, thinking about you know Steve's position. So you know, it was just a fucked up situation. And have you ever flown out to cut anybody up? Yeah, like, you've or you've. Flown out. Yeah, people they fly me to LA. I gotta I gotta go to I think LA again. I gotta go to LA again. They're gonna pay me five thousand dollars to go cut oh, up shit. like twelve heads in one house. What do you do, bro? What you what you what you doing? Just cutting what hair. You doing bro. the van? You were telling me something you you filmed in the van before? Yeah, Are I film haircuts all the time, bro. All right, all right. Just gotta make sure. Just gotta make sure. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I asked him, like, yo, you done a video in the van? Like you ever used it? I mean they, they they've asked you to use it, right? For like a video. Bro, I, I cut this porn star, his name is um King Nazir, mm-hmm. um, he's pretty he's pretty popping on on his OnlyFans. Yeah, and um, he was like, "Yo, please, man, I'll pay you whatever. Let me just shoot a scene in here. <laughs> It'll go viral." And I'm like, "Bro, fuck, I can't, man. Yeah, you feel no. me? Like, because then that that'll like Loki fuck you up in a way. Of course, yeah, of course. You, you were telling me you you want to be like this household guy. You're just like straight to business. You don't want to like none of that. Yeah, right now, you know, I'm I'm building a brand and I'm and I'm just trying to be like you know a household brand. You know, yeah, somewhere where a mother could allow his kid to jump in the van. You yeah, feel yeah, me? Yeah. And no, 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 no bang bros bus. You feel me? No bang bros going on in there. I mean, but it, then then there you would get a different quality of client. You get me? You get more. Do you focus more on quality or quantity? I feel like definitely more quality. Um, quality for sure. Quality for sure, but you know, soon I'm about I'm gonna expand. So 
now it's gonna be quantity. How if it's only like if it's only one of you? I bought another truck. Oh, dope. You're gonna get somebody you trust to like drive around and stuff. Correct. I'm gonna. The idea is to build a franchise. So then, what what were you doing before cutting up? Like, what crazy? Because I mean, bro, I feel like everybody has like a come up story. You get me? Like, mm-hmm. like you've had to like hustle, or you've had to like grind it out, working at Publix, or like like what you do before? Because I mean, you've been cutting up for the majority of your life, basically. Correct. Yeah. So it's always just been cutting up. I mean, yes, I've always I've always hustled, and I still hustle to this day. Yeah. You feel me? Um. Besides cutting hair, man, like. I would like to. I like to call myself the the plug. Yeah, you were telling me that. That's why, because I'm like, yo, how do you know time? He's like, bro, don't worry. Anything you got, I got you. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you got me? Like, <laughs> you feel me? I'm considering myself the plug, man. Like I said, I build a crazy network, so that's what I do. I just connect the dots, mm-hmm. you know. And by connecting the dots, I always get a cut. Yeah, of course. That's just the way it works, you know. So it's definitely a hustle mentality in me all, all the time. You got like you have a connection for like charters for like jets. Yeah. PJ Kev. Shout out PJ Kev. PJ Kev. Not not familiar with we um the he, other um, day. he charters he charters for DJ Khaled, for P. Diddy, he, he oh, for, for all um, the celebs. Well, you, you saw the other day we did the video with the helicopter. Yes. That was lit. That was super lit. Scared as shit, not gonna lie. <laughs> I was so scared. I mean, it kinda gave me the same vibes as like a plane, because you're like sitting down. You get me? Uh-huh. But then when they started turning that shit is a little it's a little sketch. I've never been on a chopper, so it would be fun. Uh I mean yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely fun. I mean, you that, recommend it? Hundred percent, hundred percent. That day, that day we went, we had lunch at the Keys. Mm-hmm. Then we had no, we had breakfast in Brickell. Then we had lunch in the Keys, and then we had dinner at South Beach. That's amazing. That day when I got home, and and the and the chopper takes you to all these places. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, the chopper only took us from the hangar to the Keys, and then to back to South Beach. Dope. How bro, much is that, bro? It costs us fifty five, fifty five hundred. So five five thousand five hundred. Not and bad. We had bro. the chopper out there. For how many people? Four people. That's dope. I mean, like the like the owner of the of the chopper. He's my boy. Oh, dope, dope. dope. He was texting and driving that shit. I'm like, yo, put your phone down, bro. Don't be doing that with me in here, bro. Like, shitless. I went to go take a video like outside with my phone. Mm-hmm. Yo, I thought we were stopped because you know you're not like you, you can't tell the speed. We're going like 90, 100 miles an hour. The chopper is pretty fast. Bro, and, like, good thing I had, like, a grip on that thing, bro. <laughs> My phone would have flying out. They have, like, little windows. Okay. So he's, like, texting, taking videos. The chopper's going. Cause like, the, for you to go fast in the chopper, you have to, like, lean it forward. Yeah, correct. But when you lean it forward, start, like, drifting kind of thing. Okay. And I'm thinking it's like a car. If you drift to this side, you're, like, spinning out. Bro, and I got like, I got dizzy. I mean, it was it was a good experience. I'm just, like, scared of heights. So, like, that's just... I feel you. I was a little scared. Steve asked me to jump off the plane with him. I told him, hell no, bro. Why not? Oh, he called you too. Yeah, I was I, I was cutting him up when I was the one that gave him the idea to 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 do the to do the story uh-huh. to see to to anybody hit him up through the DMs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that because I I told him to do that. Oh. He needed an, he needed an idea. He said he, he told me he was gonna go skydiving, but he needed an idea of what to do. Yeah. So that's when I told him like, yo, you should put that in your story. Have just some random people hit you up and try to go skydiving. He got with you. he got Neil Prince. Um, he got Nelson, bro. You know Nelson, his, his driver. His driver. He's yo, he's cool, man. Bro, he's my parents' neighbor. Oh, dope. Bro, that guy saw me grow up, bro. Cause like I was a jit. Dope, dope, dope. I used to play basketball outside of the house. But yo, as soon as I saw this guy jumping out the plane, yeah, I was laughing, bro. That's that's. <laughs> why, why don't you do? You're that scared of heights? I'm scared of roller coasters. Like that's like a phobia. Mm-hmm. You well, you don't want to face it. Like you're not trying to face those fears. It's just it's it's not part of my bucket list. You feel yeah. me? It really isn't, bro. But you'll make it though. I'm pretty sure I'll probably make it, man. Yeah. But why? Why would you put yourself through that? You feel me? <laughs> I mean, I I don't do it because I feel like 
I'll probably pass out. I'll probably <laughs> so I'm not trying to be like that guy in the video like passing out. Mm-hmm. I'm that scared of heights. Maybe I'll come down like like fried. You get me? Because like like you get so scared that you, you get like tense and shit. You know? For sure. So that's probably like why the only reason I have everybody around me has done it. But maybe in like the near future, I'll I'll think about doing something like that. Um, so you came up from you've always been cutting hair. Um, what has been like one of the worst experience when cutting people up? The worst experience? Yeah, like one of like a serious like shit. Like I wish that didn't happen. Um, I had one not too long ago too, man. Um. It was he was probably like the second person that ever done this to me. There's there's just some clients, bro, that no matter what you do to them, they're not satisfied. Mm-hmm. But yet they call you back. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. And I hate that, bro. Like because because it's like it's that one moment where like they make you feel like you're like you suck, and it's like you know you don't suck, bro. But they make you feel like you suck because you really like put your heart into that, and it's like. It ain't it. So what it's like, so it's do? like, why do you call me back then? Well, he was being picky, like about a lineup or something. Just every time he'll, you know, you will show up to him. It's like I didn't like last time's haircut. That's you know, let's up. do this, let's do that, yeah. and I do this, and I do that, and, and then the next time it's like I didn't like that haircut. <laughs> you feel me? And it's like, I mean, so I, I, I just cut them loose. Yeah. By mean, the second cut, I cut. I them take loose. I take my haircut very, 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 very serious. Like I tell the barber, I'm like, yo, you're good. Like you're not in a rush. So like, you got like you take your time. Like if you got, bro, come back if you're in a rush. You get me? Like I take my haircut serious. I get a haircut every single Thursday or Friday. So you call me today when I had didn't have a haircut Thursday. Got like a whole like grizzly bear thing. Kind Why of, though? Because we're bro, you know, we had to set up. We're in a rush. You know, we're in a rush. I feel, yeah, you, I feel we're, you. We're in a little rush. Um, so you've had come up celebrities. I mean, you, you're planning to stay local in Miami. Just get a bunch of vans out there. I, w- I want to go everywhere, bro. International. Yeah. International. Not, 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 not so far international, but definitely all U.S. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then why don't you have, like, the billionaire barber outside? I know you have the QR code. But why don't you have, like, the actual billionaire barber? Uh, I wanted to stay low-key. You know, a lot of, a lot of celebs mm-hmm. and high-profile people, they like the fact that I'm low-key with it. Gotcha. You know, but it's time, it's time to take that step. Because you would never know that this is a, like a barber ever. Yeah. Everyone's like, what the hell? It's just an yeah. army green van. Like, yeah, what yeah. is this guy doing here, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is he filming in here, you feel me? Probably a Bang Bros video. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you say you're the plug. What like what are some of the things you could be a plug for? Like what like I mean you, you definitely hooked it up with the with the watches. You got you got timepiece on lock. So I am the plug for the watches. Um if you need the charters. I got the charters. If you need the exotic whips, um, oh, we got hella whips. You feel me? We got the hella whips. If you need, um, if you want to invest money in forex trading, <laughs> yeah. you feel me? I got the plugs for that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Are you invested into anything other than like than yourself? Like you got money somewhere else, bro? I had crypto. Shit, you're, you're probably fucked right now. I'm not fucked. No, I sold everything before oh, before I got okay, fucked. Okay. Do you, you know? have like any other investments that you got? Like I have real estate. Okay. I have real estate and I just invest in myself. Mm-hmm. I'm coming out with the hairline with my products too. So oh, okay, like a gel. Yeah, gel pomades, all that type of goodies. I'm looking to invest into. Um, well, I mean, I've I've spoken about this. I have uh, I have a couple. I have two Amazon stores. Um, right now, I'm just looking to throw anything into like fully automation. You get me? Like I don't want to do anything. I just want to throw the money and get somebody to manage it and just let it do its thing. What uh, automation for Amazon? No, I already have two of the stores. So, okay. that, so that's already like doing its own thing. But I'm trying to throw money into like other things. Like I'm trying to get to the point where I have so many sources of income where I don't have to like 
not, not that I don't want to trade anymore. Like, trading is cool. Like, it's fun and all that. But, bro, it's stress. You get me? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm young, 21. So I'm not trying to, like, be on this stressful shit forever. You get me? I want to just, like, bag up now. Yeah, make a couple more, like, so a, 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 a bigger bag. And then throw it into something. I'm just finding that big something. I got you. But, like, what could that? <laughs> what, what, I was thinking about a jet. But I heard, like, the maintenance on those shits are The crazy. maintenance is ridiculous. Um, I've actually met. You feel me? Like this is what I mean by what I, you know, what I do in the network that I'm building. Like I met, I met this kid. He's 23 years old, killing it, bro. He's killing it, bro. I feel, yo, this kid's story is amazing, man. I'm gonna try to get him on your podcast when he comes back in Miami because this kid is like, he's 23 years old. Um, yo, you know what he does for fun? What? He went to Ukraine to go help out the soldiers. <laughs> what do you mean? Like he went to Ukraine uh-huh. to go pass out military gear to these so- to these soldiers. Yeah. What does he do? Real estate. Oh wow! He he owns a really big real estate company, and but he, at twenty three, did it like come from his like? Is it a hand me down? Like, is it a family thing? No, or? man. He got it from the mud. His um his parents are they're both meth heads, bro. From the mud, like you 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 need a you need to have this guy here. I mean, bro, what's he has a, he has an amazing story, what's but his name? he's in L A. I'll fly. I'm flying out next week to Puerto Rico to go do a podcast. So with, um, I'll definitely, I'll definitely plug you up with him. I, 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 I don't remember his name because I, like I said, I just met him. Like I think it was last week. Super solid dude. Well, bro, I didn't know. Pe- like this is where I knew that there, that there's a lot of fucking money, bro. Like this is where I know, like there's so much money hidden. You know how you're low key with your van. Mm-hmm. There's so much hidden money out there that it's ridiculous. When I go out to charter the helicopter, we pull it to the hangar, and there's like. Six or seven jets just parked there, right? Kind of right. like my first time experiencing the whole jet scene. You know, I'm like getting inside him. I'm dope. I'm talking to my boy and just like, bro, like, how come you got all these jets parked there? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, bro, you got seven jets here, bro. Like, it's a lot of fucking jets. Like, <laughs> bro, I got like 30 in the air right now. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, bro, I'm charging like six, seven jets a day. And I'm like, all right, how much are you charging? He's like, bro, I'm charging minimum 30 to 100K Easy. for trip. Easy. And I'm just like, bro, who's paying this money? You get me? Like, mm-hmm. who is paying this money? So, um, I think when we were leaving and the chopper, like we're literally like in the chopper, kind of, you know, filming and doing all that stuff. One is coming in and I tell the, the parent, like, yo, wait, I want to see who's in that shit. Like, I don't, I, I, I need to see who's paying a hundred K like on the regular uh-huh. to go fly somewhere. But you didn't even see the guy. Two black Cadillacs just come we're in. just ready. Bro, just ready. He just hops off, gets in and just books it. Yep. Bro, I'm like, who the fuck is that guy, bro? And what's crazy is that that's one broker that you know. Mm-hmm. And there's many. There's, bro, in Miami, everywhere. Well, when I, uh, the last time we pulled up, Moneybag. Moneybag was there. He was doing a music video in the same hangar we were at. Oh, dope. Dope. Pulled up two bulletproof. My first time seeing a bulletproof truck in the States. Mm-hmm. I didn't know rappers ride around like that in the States, bro. Yeah. Like, I, like when I've gone to Mexico a couple of times, and we always rent out a bulletproof, uh, like, whip just to ride around. But I don't know, know how they ride around here. Yeah, bro. Um, if you ever need a bulletproof, I got that too, man. How um, much are those? My best, my best friend owns a bulletproof company. Oh, he yeah? rents them and sells them as well. But they're, they're like a quarter, right? They're, I know they're pretty expensive. Um, I think he sells the brand new Escalade, the big body one, all bulletproof, high level, high level bulletproof. I think he sells that for probably like a quarter, bro. Yeah, like would, a quarter, like two, two twenty, two thirty around there. Yeah, I didn't know they were fully bulletproof until I saw a video of like shooting them with like an AK and like, dude, this not going. In. Yeah, they're fully bulletproof. The back they have like a little extra like door. Yeah, like a, like a like a like a safe. Yeah, yeah, it's back. like a safe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, they came out of the whip. Money back came out of the whip with like 
four AKs and I'm just like, yo, like we're, we're cool here, bro. You know what I mean? Just chill. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I understand that when you're like positive like that, you know, people are trying to always come up on you. Like, I mean, people out there are going to hate. You get me? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, time piece was suggesting, I mean, whenever we go out, we always have security with us, but he's like, bro, now you got to like double up. For sure. There's this guy. So he used to work at, at uh, Heimoff. And okay. then there's this guy. What, what was it? What was it that he did? He put the down payment on the watch and then never came back. So he literally put a down payment on an RM and just never came back. He's like, oh, every single month you got to pay us like 100 to 200K. And bro just took off completely. Completely. What? And now they caught up to him, obviously, because you put your social down and all that shit. For sure. So like people are out here trying to, trying to finesse. Finesse, come up. Yo, so I see you grinding. I mean, you were telling me you were grinding. Like how many days a week do you cut hair? Is it Monday through Sunday? I or? work Monday through Saturday. And then what do you do on your days off? Like I, I try to play golf, right? I'm not, the, I'm not the best golf player. Like I, I try. <laughs> what do you what do you what are you doing on your days off, bro? Honestly, man, my day off I turn into a dad mode, bro. Yeah. So I'm a father, and I just do whatever they want. I mean, you were telling me right now that you haven't seen your kids because you're like grinding all day. How does that like? How do you how do you manage that? Like I said, man, you know, I, I barely see my kids, bro. So it's just fire mass to try to like hurry up and mm-hmm. you know expand my businesses and. And just grind more, man, to try to create more time for them. So, on su- I mean, on Sunday, you try to, like, stay home? On Sunday, I tell everyone to fuck off, bro. So You feel me? Like, anybody can hit you up. Trump can hit you up for a cut. You're not cutting up. I've had celebrities hit me up on a Sunday, and I tell them no, bro. No. I mean, you got to know when to stop. You get me? Because it's You like- have to, bro. You have to, man. You know, family is family's everything. You know, tomorrow's not promised, bro. So, mm-hmm. not everything is money. And, I mean, what do you work for if you're not going to spend it with your family at least one day? You get me? Correct. What time do you start? Cutting up? I start at 8.30. And it's what? What is it, like 10? 10.30 and you're still not home? We're still working. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the hustle. You feel me? That's like, you're telling me 15 years ongoing now. So I know you're about to expand now. For sure, for sure. But, um. Yeah, oh, we shit. got. What do you know, man? We got the I got, boy. I got the homie TPT just stepped in the building. <laughs> My boy, Sean. <laughs> Come through, man. Say hi. Yo, what it do, Sean? What's up, Sean? Hey, bro, how's everything? Ah, shit. Oh, shit. Sure. Man, take a seat, bro. My man, thank you. Brought a little, a little surprise yeah. with me. A few surprises. Ask me to buy another watch. <laughs> We're going to try. That wasn't part of the plan, but uh, yeah, no. now that I see that you're here. You got the Louis box and everything? Oh, my God. You know, just a few pieces. All right, so what do you have? What do you have in here? All right, so we actually brought a nice little selection today. We have actually a couple RMs, so we're going to start with a RM11 in rose gold. Limited edition, 30 pieces. Black DLC sides. It's called the Kite. We have an RM11 black carbon with NTPT sides, 39mm skeleton perpetual, a 41mm frosted blue dial in white gold, factory set rose gold chronograph, a new anniversary AP, a Panda Daytona, and then a factory set David. I see so you have like a, like a regular watch there, like somewhat some like a I mean, we have to show people that we do sell regular watches. A lot of people see our yeah. YouTube and our channel, and they come in, they're like, hey, do you have like, you know, something... Normal that I can pick up, so we definitely uh, we definitely have a wide selection of pieces. What, what's like the average cost of like your watches, more or less? So actually, our average point of sale as of right now is around eighty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it, it does have a lot to do with the recent increase in all of the prices across the board for watches. Mm-hmm. Um, being that we focus on AP and RM, the prices are already you know a yeah. little bit higher than I would say a standard piece. So usually people come in and they spend around that eighty thousand dollar mark on average, um, but. Look, you know, yeah, you walked no, in, you left with an arm, 10, spent a little bit more, but it happens, you know? I mean, I was I was talking with um, with Bitten earlier, like, I, I, I don't want to say I went to go window shop, 
definitely not. Like, I was in the market for a watch, but I didn't know really what I wanted, right? Of course. And I was telling him earlier, like, I mean, I've looked at other jewelers, looked at other watches, and, like, the way you guys treated me made me feel like I've known you guys forever. Like, I, I swear, this is not to, like, hype you guys up. This, like, th- this is just me being completely honest, right? Like, I've, I mean, I have a business, I have buddies, I have business, and I feel like when, when they give good service and they, you know, provide value in what they do, I credit is due, like, recognition is due. Thank you. So the way you guys came in there, I'm like, bro, I've known these guys. I've seen you guys on YouTube, you know, all that. So I'm like, coming in here, they're the same way, bro. And we flipped the coins. So I'm like, okay. You're telling me that that people are hitting you up now. I always flip coins now. for like a watch. Yeah, so to backtrack a little bit, I will say that, you know, we try to treat everyone like family that comes in. We really do care about our customers. That's yeah. the most important thing for us. So whether it's, you know, giving a little advice about, hey, maybe don't pick that. This might be better for you. Or whether it's price point or we always want to give the best outcome to the customer. At the end of the day, we're a business. The most important thing is our customers. A lot of other jewelers, in my opinion, try to, let's say, like hit a home run yeah. or they're going just for the sale. We'd look at it completely different. Even if you come in and you don't leave with something, if you left with a good experience, that's very important for us. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, flipping a coin. Yeah. So sometimes we do fun stuff like that. I do have a little bit of a gambling side as much <laughs> as I am a businessman. But um, yeah, flipping the coin was cool. People have been hitting me up nonstop. I actually had a customer right before you came, flew in from Canada just to buy an RM. His only request was to flip a coin for a little bit of money. Uh, So we flipped a coin for a couple thousand dollars. It was really fun. And now people are hitting us up nonstop about it. Did did you win or lose? Uh, That one I actually won. Okay. So my record right now, for wholesale, for wholesalers, I'm actually even. So I'm two and two. Um, with retail clients, like people who actually wear watches, mm-hmm. I'm actually down right now, bro. I'm two and two and three. So I mean, you got. I'm sure the house never loses. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's fun. You know, like I said, it's not all about money. We want to give you a good experience. I would like to see more people do fun stuff like that. At the end yeah. of the day, it's really fun um, and a cool experience all around. And I'm sure you'll never forget it. You know, we're still talking about it today. Mm-hmm. So that's the most important part. Um, obviously, the people on YouTube love it. We love giving back. We love supporting people. We love networking with people. That's why, like, we're so grateful for our friends, like billionaire barber hooking us up, you know, connecting us to people and, and having amazing experiences with us besides just business, right? How'd you, how'd you, cause I asked this earlier to billionaire, how'd you guys get into like the whole higher network? Obviously you're selling, you're selling big time watches again. You're, you're not, yes. you're not dealing with just, you know, people that are just walking by and stopping. Like where you guys have your um, shop located, nobody's walking by. Yes. It. Like that is so VIP, so private. Like how do you get your selective high network people? Like how do you market yourself or is it because of the value referrals? How do you, how do you do that? So starting out, we decided what we wanted to sell. In my opinion, and everyone will say the same thing, I think that understands sales at a very high level. Um, me and Neil, you know, we came to Miami and we said, we want to sell stuff that we like. So we're not going to go out and pretend like we like something and sell it to someone and not have that good time. So we decided we like AP, we like RM, that's what we want to sell. So that's where we started out. When you like something, you can talk about it, you can educate people on it, you have a fun time with it, people are receptive to that and they can see the genuine, you know, attitude that you have towards this situation. Mm-hmm. So for instance, let's say I just didn't like a, a watch brand, name whatever one you want, but I didn't like it, right? And I was selling it to you. I would get frustrated and I'm not happy with it. I didn't like the experience. So that's how we chose AP and RM. By nature, AP and RM, Richard Meal and Audemars Piguet, have always been a little bit more expensive as far as like Rolex or Tudor or mm-hmm. Omega. Um, so starting off, our clientele pool was already, you know, a little bit more sophisticated buyers. They're spending more. They're more confident. And they really know what they're looking for. So we started out there. After that, as far as expanding business, I will say that to this day, thank God, we've had like a very good track record. I don't think that there's anyone out there that can really say that they had a bad experience with us or had a negative time. Mm -hmm. So that's very important to us. um, And that helped us a lot. You know, you give a good experience to someone, you do good business, they refer you to someone else. Um, Referrals are probably our biggest part of our business besides social media. 
now we have a YouTube channel. We have Instagram. Um, we've been expanding a lot. 300,000 on YouTube, 150,000 on Instagram. Steve, Steve, Steve. Blue Shout out to Steve. Yeah, Steve hooked Steve. us up to the max. Steve will do it. Go yeah, check him out. Steve's the Amazing boy. guy. One of our very close friends really took care of us too. He was like, uh, I would say fire, uh, a little bit of like gas on our fire. Yeah. You know, we had a little buzz going. He took us to another level. So thank God for him. And, and I'm sure, you, I'm sure you guys look out for him all the time. Like, bro, like, of course, I mean, I will say that we try to look out for everyone to the, to the best of our ability. I, Steve does have, you know, a little soft spot in yeah, our heart because yeah, yeah. he has taken such good care of us and he's like a brother to us. And that's where we like to get all of our clients. You know, right before I came here, I was on the phone with the client and he's like, I want you to know, Sean, besides everything, like I'm your friend and we're, mm-hmm. I'm more than a client. And I say the same thing to him. And that's important to me. I want to have that experience with everyone. Um, we also try to focus on the experience. You know, when you come in, it's shut down. You're quiet and you're in there. Just me, you, you know, we have a good experience like that. It's not chaotic like walk-in jewelers where yeah, it's going to be like people walking in and out. Yo, how much is this? How much is that? Quiet experience, fun experience, and you feel safe and comfortable. That's important for us. What would you say? What would you say would be one of your, like, your funnier experience when you when you sell a watch? Holy moly. How, how, how long have you been doing it for? Now going on almost four years. Okay, okay. So so not, you, so not you guys long. are only getting started. That's only getting started. I mean, I'm 27. Neil is 26 now. Mm-hmm. Um turning 27 very soon, actually. Mm-hmm. And the team is all very young. I mean, I'm actually the oldest person at Timepiece Trading, which is pretty crazy to yeah. say because I'm only 27. Yeah. Um, crazy experiences, man. I've, I've had some wild ones. Um, I'm not big into, like, drugs or drinking or anything like that, but I smoked a, a joint with a basketball player. will no. not name who it is, but yeah. <laughs> that was a crazy experience. I didn't even think that was possible. Um, I've had just... I mean, I've had clients invite me on their private jets. Mm-hmm. Randomly, it'll be like a Wednesday. They're like, hey, I just bought an RM. You want to get on my private jet and fly to Vegas? And I'm like, I mean, that sounds amazing, but yeah, I'm, ba- I'm back to the grind, you know? Yeah. Um, which, when I have time, I definitely like to touch base with those. Even my client actually actually just asked me right now. He's like, hey, do you want me to fly down to Miami, pick you up, and let's go to EDC? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so those type of experiences are really cool. Uh, I, it's, it's endless what happens. You just never know what's going to happen every day, which is cool. You know, you never yeah. know who's going to walk in. Even like you, you said you're going to walk in, you don't know exactly what you're going to buy, and you left with a Richard meal. To me, yeah. that's like a crazy experience. Well, and then you know? Ra- Raul, Raul wasn't even expecting to do anything that day. And then kind of like while we're walking in, he's like, look, bro, like if you get something, like I'll get something. I'm like, <laughs> don't say that because I'll get something. So then you got to get something, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, definitely like the experience has been ridiculous. Like, like what, what do you have planned next for like time? Because bro, I, I don't know you guys were only four years. I thought yes. you guys were much more because you guys are dealing with like big time watches. You get me? So yes. I'm thinking you guys, you know, take, you know, 10 years maybe to build up to these things for you. Like what do you have coming for the next like 10 years more or less? Um, so our goal is to continue to expand, expand the team, potentially expand locations. Um, we just acquired an office next to ours. So we're going to be putting like an accounting team in there, a full-time dedicated social media team expanding on that end, expanding our sales, social media, website, um, potentially a retail location. That's something that we're looking into. Okay. A little bit of a different animal than yeah. what we're used to, but we're yeah. looking into that. I would say the most important thing for us is continued repetition of successful and happy transactions with customers um, and just, you know, sticking with it, sticking with, you have to, whatever you do, you have to put the time and effort and energy. And a personal thing, I want to continue to educate myself. Like I one of my biggest things as far as selling is, is having the education, right? Mm-hmm. You feel more comfortable buying stuff from someone that knows what they're talking about. It can walk you through things. Um, if you don't have the education, it's very tough to sell. It's like if I went to go ask you advice for, like, stocks or crypto, and you're like, yo, what do you, what's Bitcoin? And, like, yeah. you're Googling it. You know, like, that's not a good look. <laughs> yeah, the, the first thing when, uh, when we walked in and you pulled out the APs, you're like, all right, you guys got time, right? Because I'm about to go all out. So, like, you're passionate for it, which is, like, the most important most thing. Most important. Yeah. Most important. And, and 
genuinely passionate. Yeah. That's really important too because a lot of people, I'll give you a perfect example and no hate to the guys out there that are used car salesmen, but like I hate when you go to it like let's say a used car lot, right? And they're passionate off the start and it seems like you're going to get a good experience and the first sign of like maybe you won't buy, maybe yeah. you're not liking the experience, their mood completely changed. Maybe they even walk away and you don't see them anymore. They get aggressive. Thus, we stay on top of people as far as like answering all of their questions make sure that they're comfortable helping them with the process. Heck, I've, I've walked through, I've spent eight hours with customers before, really? walking them through every single option and outcome and price point and different dial colors and straps. I had a customer even recently that bought a Richard meal. He wanted to, me to take a picture with every single strap that we had for the watch oh and send them all the options. But this is stuff that we do, right? Mm-hmm. It's to accommodate the customer, make, make sure that they're happy and make sure that you know the experience is good. Mm-hmm. What would be like one of the crazier clients you've sold to? Like, like your... Up and client. Like. Man, so I will say this. Um, as far as like celebrities, there's been a few and I will name them. Uh, what people don't know is that there is a lot of average guys, like looking guys out there mm-hmm. that you see on the street and you'll never think that they're packing like a multi-million dollar watch collection the, at home. The guy the guy that, that I got this from, Mike. Mike. Crazy. Bro, bro, Mike came in just super casual, sure, sure. And he came in just for the drinks. Max, Max. Oh, Max. I thought his name was Walked Mike. Walked in. If yeah. you saw him on the street, would you think he's going to be walking around never, the Richard Meal? No, never in my life. So that's my good customer, Max Hall. Shout out to Max. Really appreciate you uh, hooking us up with the RM10. Perfect example. I sold the RM10 to Max. He sold it back to us. I sold it to you. The world goes round. But a lot of people don't understand that, that there's a lot of guys that love watches, and they really are passionate about that. Um, as far as celebrities, I've sold to quite a few I would say, you know, humbly, and, and one of the biggest ones that I did sell to that I was, I couldn't even believe it, but he's a good friend of mine now is Drake. Oh, um, So that was a crazy experience. Really cool guy, down to earth. I'm glad I got to set you up with the collection, bro. Made it a little, rounded it off a little bit more. He, he came pieces. to Miami or you went out to him? Um, so I met him here in Miami, and then I've been back and forth uh, meeting him in, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. He comes on to Miami, picks stuff up, and we have a great time. And I got to get him some cool pieces that... I don't even think he's seen before, and he's got a yeah. – his collection is no joke. That's, that's crazy. Um, besides that, you know, even the experience with Steve, we got to meet so many people. Um, there's great people in Miami all around, business people and celebrities. Uh, we like a mix of everyone. So, mm-hmm. You were telling me earlier that you were thinking of, like, like – oh, I saw that you posted. What was that watch with the, the mask? Oh, oh. yeah. Is, so, that, is, is that, like, your higher-end watch, or, like, like, what's the most expensive watch you've had? So, in stock right now, we have two multimillion-dollar watches – um, they're both Richard Meal. This is not to say that Richard Meal is the only brand that yeah. packs multi-million dollar watches, but for us, that's what we like. Um, so we actually have a RM uh, Mask Turbion, limited of 18 that's pieces in red TPT. We have that in stock. We also have an RM2701 Nadal Turbion. That's also a $2 million plus, sorry, $2.25 million watch, respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, in stock, respectfully. <laughs> those, um, those pieces are pieces that we now have been incorporating a little bit more. When you're starting off, it's definitely tough to, you know, for instance, like you, a big trade, right? Like you're putting multi, a big a big trade down and you're thinking, wow, this is scary. For us, we had that same thing. When we bought our first $50,000 watch, we were like, you know, freaking out so, about it. We so you it. buy these watches outright. You don't you don't borrow like, I mean, do you you, you, you have like creditors, you have investors, or you, you own them outright. They're all you? Um, so everything that we have at Timepiece Trading, we own for the most part. Mm-hmm. I will say that probably 1% to 2% of our entire inventory is consignment. This consignment inventory is only on a case-by-case basis. It's not something that we like to do. Typically, we find that consignment 
means that the price point was not good enough to buy, mm-hmm. which means that selling that to someone else means that they're overpaying. Mm-hmm. So you try to avoid that. Now we will consign with other jeweler friends. Let's say they just, you know, they live in Boise, Idaho, and they bought a Richard meal, and they just don't have walk-in clients for it. And they're like, hey, I'm going to send this down to you, see what you can do for, for a week or so. We will take that. If a customer buys something from someone else and the price is like ridiculously high and they can't get out of it, we will take it in and we will try to make a maneuver with it, whether it's a trade, selling it, um, you know, whatever we can do to make them lose the least in that situation. We will. We try to buy everything outright so that we can give you the best price point possible. Mm-hmm. That's so, our, I mean, because that, I mean, what I've heard from the or at least the walk in stores, I know they I don't know. I, this is just basic research. You know, I'm, I'm recently getting my knowledge of the jewelry that they don't really own it. You get me? I know they have like investors that they finance it or they yes. that's why they're so pushy on selling you the watches because they need to make those payments or they get a percentage off of the deal with you guys it's just you guys own everything so it's more like nonchalant correct and to a lot of jewelers defense the vast majority of the jewelry industry is based on around what's called memo or terms mm-hmm. so let's say you walk into a standard jewelry store um they might have a lot of like i said memo or consignment memo means that someone else owns the product maybe it's a wholesaler and he's actually giving you a very good price but he's saying, look, take this, okay, try to sell it, see how it goes, test out my product, see what you think about it. The other thing is consignment, which will come from, you know, clients, dealers, other other friends of theirs. For the most part, that business model is great and has worked for many, many, many years. The only downside to it is what I'm saying about price point. Sometimes you can get squeezed out by price point if someone owns the piece. Whenever you own something, you have a little bit more leverage to make decisions with it and your price point typically is a little bit better. Not to take away from anyone that does do memo or consignment, because um, there is ways to do it that is successful. It's just not for us. That's why you can flip a coin for some watches. That's like why that. we can flip a coin <laughs> from a watch and sleep well at night and not have to worry about like, oh shit, I better call the guy for the memo and you know tell him that he just lost fifteen hundred bucks. Um, no, we don't have to worry about that. Um, we've been very you know lucky and, and smart with our business decisions to get us to where we are today. I'll tell you this: that four years ago, me and Neil moved to Miami. Um, and we were living in, he was, I was living in his apartment on his couch. Oh, wow. And we had just started out. We had one desk, two computers, a printer, and a safe. We came with two watches and a backpack. Um, and I'm not talking, we didn't have Richard Mille when we landed. We had an offshore and like a Rolex Daytona yeah. green dial. It was nothing crazy. Um, so how, how, do you, how do you feel now that you got all of this, like, like all these things that you've accomplished? Because, like, I mean, like, I feel like I, like, I feel like everything that has come to me in the past year, it's happened so fast. It's almost been like a blur. You get me like it's I don't want to say it doesn't feel real like it's definitely real but it's almost like I don't want to say it's not what I expected I did expect it but I feel like a lot of things we figured out as we go and it's come very fast and I feel like I kind of deleted what I kind of lived in the past and now what I'm doing now is just like a whole new person how was it kind of for you like is like how does that feel? So honestly, every day to me feels like a blur. Yeah, and it's I know like a blur, right? It's like what? Because I think number one, Miami moves so fast. Like yes. Everything here is very fast. Also, I think when you're doing what you love, time time kind of passes by very fast. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I've had amazing experiences um, every single day in Miami. Looking back, I mean, I literally was sitting in the office probably like a week ago, and like being as genuine and and, and not as honest as I can be, like I almost started crying. Oh, really? Like I almost started crying thinking about it. Like it's it's a crazy journey. I mean. I'm sure you've had that feeling at some point in your life. You know, everyone, even like Jose, right? You've had you've had experiences in your life that really have made you happy, genuinely, you know? Mm-hmm. But the cool part about that is you have to kind of kick yourself in the ass at that moment and say, like, the journey and the show must go on, right? You must accomplish more. You cannot be happy where you are today. Um, that's at least the way that I look at things. I'm grateful and humble and happy, but 
everyone always wants more in life. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not money. Maybe it's um, relationships. Maybe it's another goal, uh, pushing yourself to another boundary and, and going above and beyond. That, that's funny that you say that you were sitting down in your office. I was, um, I, I think it was the night of that I got the watch. I don't know. I think I was on my phone and I, cause I never really look at my watch for the time. Like I yes. just do it cause I just like it. And then there was for the first time that I got to look at my watch and I'm sitting in, in the rows, you know, I have the rows and I'm just like, bro, like what the fuck? You get me? Like <laughs> bro, I'm 21 and I'm just like, bro, what the fuck is going on? And I had like a five minute where I'm just sitting there, took the watch off. I'm looking at it. And I'm just like, bro, when did this become respectfully the normal? You get me like respectfully. You yes. get me? And it's just like, bro, what is going on? And then just like how you said, literally, got out of my car, took a shower. I'm like, bro, this is why I'm grinding every day. This is why I'm taking the risk, waking up, taking the trades. Like, this is what I, this is what I expect to happen after doing all this hard work. Like, why am I tripping? You get me? Of course. So I definitely feel like that's, that, that's good. That I mean, I'm glad that you say that it's a blur too. So I'm not the only one that kind of feel that way. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't have that feeling just sitting in the rolls. I, I don't know. I'm glad that the Richard put you <laughs> yeah, over yeah. the edge of where yeah. you needed to be because yeah. uh, that's a cool experience for me. But yeah. I mean, 21 years old, you said? Yeah, 21. Yeah, yeah. 21 years old sitting who's that, in the rolls. Who's the youngest person that's about a Richard from you guys? The youngest? Probably you and Max, actually. Like the guy who saw at the store, uh, I think how old 20, is that guy? 21 years old. No, Dude. sorry. There's no way. I think he's 20 years old. Yeah, he's 20 years Max old. Max is 20 years 20 old. 20 years old, yeah. O- owner of a business, Horace Straps. Um, they sell watch straps in downtown Miami. Really cool guy. Um, I will say that our, a lot of our customers will surprise you at, at their age. Really? I mean, oh, sorry. Actually, for R- Richard Meal, I think you and Max are the youngest, but I actually had a 16-year-old kid who made $8 million come into the office and bought a $100,000 AP. After he bought it, he just was like, oh, by the way, I'm 16. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" Like respectfully, um, respectfully. Yeah. But I, I couldn't believe that uh, that that happens. It's cool because you never know what people are capable. Yeah. of. that's another thing that I will tell the people out there, and it will help you in many ways. Never underestimate anyone. Like you never know what someone's capable of, mm-hmm. and that's not in a bad way, in a good way. You know, yeah. you never know who's going to be a good connection or who might help you. So you have to treat people all the same. Be very kind, and uh, you never know what they can be capable of one one day. You know. Even the guy who comes in and wants to buy a $1,000 watch from us, who knows? He might be buying a Richard Mule next year. So you got to treat everyone the same. That's important. What, what would be your biggest piece of advice you would want to give the people out there from your experiences? Um, from my experiences, first off, I will say I have a lot more to go. You know, I'm 27 years old. Um, I have a lot more goals that I want to accomplish. I will say that number one is do what you love. Um, do everything that you do with passion. Um, be disciplined in what you do and never let anything get in the way of your goals as corny as it sounds like if you really want something go out there and get it there's no excuses like just go out get it do what you have to do and i would say be a genuine person and your network is your net worth 100%. no question i don't care what anyone says doesn't care it doesn't matter how much money you have how much power you have how much inventory you have cars watches whatever it is your network will get you wherever you want to go no matter how big or small you are that's my Biggest takeaway from this whole thing. And do right by people, too. That's a big one. Do right by people. 100%. Appreciate you, Sean. Bro, for sure. Thank you so much, bro. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much again. Let's see if you sell me me on a watch now. Let's see.